0: Welcome to the Hotbox Show on this absolutely freezing arctic day in Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, We're very pleased to be here in the Hotbox Studio tonight. We've cranked up the heat, we've cranked up the splurfs. Uh, and we're looking forward to a slightly reduced amount of people around the table tonight, unfortunately. Uh, South Africa's longest-running cannabis culture and information show is very pleased to present just Dale, who's here with us tonight, Awe. looking warm and snug, and Joe Lakading, like who Awe. seems to be in the best of spirits, as usual. <laughs> and um, I'd like to just start by just explaining why, what happened to us last week. Shaul put up his classic SABC test pattern to say that um, we decided to just put the show on hold for last week. We decided that it would have been in somewhat bad taste because South Africa was burning. You know, Thursday last week, we were still reeling from the shock of what was Mm. going on in our streets here in Hauting and in in KZN. And uh, we decided that us sitting here, getting stoned around a table, couldn't do justice to the enormity was, that was going on. So we actually decided to cancel the show with respect for all of those all of those people who are suffering so dreadfully and who are still suffering. And tonight we're thinking about all the people out there in the cold who don't have adequate shelter. Tonight please make sure that your pets are inside. We believe it's going to go down to minus five, um, at least in Johannesburg. And while you might be watching us from Europe, which I hope you are, or from Mexico, as I know Amy Kay's king is, where it's (laughs) nice and warm there at the moment, like 30 degrees or something, um, this is unseasonally Arctic weather. Mm. So bed down, snuggle up, put your pets in your lap, and get ready for the box Show, episode 183. So we're going to start off with the poll. And tonight, thank you, Captain Stream, who can't be with us tonight. That's our dear Neilio. And neither can Dan, because he believes he has COVID, so best he
1: stays at home. We can't smell his weed, he says yeah, to us. Guys, can't I smell can't smell weed. the weed.
0: Definitely positive. No, no test required. <laughs> So that's why it's just the three of us, but we're having fun and we've got our studio audience We've got Burmschlang in the driving seat behind the table mm-hmm. We've got Amy and the ever faithful Nick right here, and of course all the dogs um, Keeping warm here in the studio. So our poll tonight, with thanks to Neilio, is Is there really more research required in Dacha? You know We've been hearing this for so many years, decades actually, but more research needs to be done, but more research needs to be done. What do you think? Our our poll is on Facebook only, remember? And uh, please go there and select your selection. What do you think? More research? For sure. More research? Analysis paralysis, (laughs) really. Or hashtag overgrow the government. So, stuff the research. Let's just plant, we're so sick of this research thing, or more research really uh, needs to be done. I think, I know what you guys think, but I think that we can never know enough. Yeah.
1: Don't you think? I think that there does, yes, especially when it comes to our local cannabis and our landrace strains. Um, yeah. Because we need to be, we'll be talking about that later, about protecting them. And we can't protect them unless we know what it, it's nice exactly, special. you know, its profiles yeah. are. Yeah, what it is exactly, like you're saying, that makes no, it so special. More Look, research. Look, we can we never. Same more, we, but said, yeah. we need to enable the people to be able to do research. With the ca- current laws, laws yeah. they yeah. can't. You see. Yeah. What
2: the Look, European inno- stuff does. innovation there. requires mm. research and constantly knowing how to improve what we're doing. But at the same time, in terms of talking about legalization and how to move forward with an industry, no more research needed. Exactly. That's all yeah. done. they just now need to listen to the people mm. who've done the research. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's a bit you of a new, nuanced bitches. argument this one. Yeah, yeah. So, it's
2: blatantly um, obvious what a miracle this plant is. So yeah,
0: yeah. And when this whole fact of more research needs to be done is brought up as an excuse to not progress with legalization, mm. then mm. that's the problem. More yes. research. We used to hear that so much in the old in the old days. More research. We don't know enough. Well, what do you want to know about Um, weed? No, This people around this table will be able to tell you a thing or two and I'm sure um, most of our our regular viewers will also be able to tell you a hell of a lot about weed. The problem
1: is there is that it's anecdotal, it just gets classed as opinions and fantasy.
0: But I must say, you know, here at Fields of Green, we belong to quite a few international groups. Mm. And uh, there's been a uh, lot of interesting research coming through those telegram groups over the la- over the last few months. And what's really nice is that it's moving towards, slowly, slowly towards the more traditional use of cannabis because I think that the um, the world is waking up to the traditional use of cannabis. And remember, for the trial of the plant, we had our four platforms, mm. you know? So we've got our responsible adult use, which is all of us. We had our um, traditional, cultural, and religious use. And I think that that is where the research needs to be, f- to, to be focused. And we're going to be speaking a little bit uh, later about uh, something about land race strains and research into them and, tradi- and traditional use. But, you know what, it might be very smoky mm-hmm. around in this room, but I think it's time for some lank
2: dank. We do, we need to see yeah. what, we're, what So we're what speaking.
0: have we got there, teamies? we got
2: some real lank to the dank
0: <laughs> uh, Come on, sing us a look, song. Come so on, sing us a
2: song. we got a really nice afghan here, if you guys want to take a look.
0: Indoor, outdoor?
2: This is an indoor street. Indoor. It was grown indoors, uh, hence why your buds are much tighter and denser. Um, this is not something I'm gonna smoke in the beginning of the show. I'm gonna wait till a little bit later. It's not something you wanna smoke at parties or social events. Um, it's really gonna make you chill out and be a little bit antisocial. <laughs> so we'll leave that a little bit later.
0: Well, personally, Afghan is one of my absolute favorite favorite strains of all time. It's my weekend smoke. It's my um, it's my sleeping pill. Mm. Yeah. So Afghan yeah. is one of those amazing uh, awesome OG strains um, that is the reason why we smoke a bit of weed at the end of the day mm. to to actually forget about um, the crazy day that we've had mm.
2: so no, I agree with you I mean I don't smoke things to go out and do activities I smoke it like you would drink your glass of wine at the end of the day to mm. relax yeah. mm. hence why this is such a, a great relaxer yeah, You yes. won't smoke it throughout the day, though. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was
0: quite amazed, though, with this afghan when I saw it, that it's really quite purple, and it can't be because it's grown in winter, because it's grown indoor. So it would be interesting. Uh, we just had a delivery, and I didn't get a chance to actually speak to the, um, the person who grew it. So it would be interesting to find out why it is so purple. I've never really seen too much afghan mm, big purple. purple. but having said that it's my sleeping tablet it's also um, it's also really good for really thoughtful creativity but you've got to decide what you're going to do before you smoke it you see that's mm. a thing with a lot of the indica mm. indica I mean we don't really differentiate sativa and mm. in indica that's a bit old fashioned but the more indica leaning Strains is that you need to decide what you're going to do. Okay, now I'm going intention. to do a painting now I'm going to write some poetry Whatever and then these strong indicators can be very inspiring
2: Have all your Are tools there? ready. I yeah. some cookies yeah. Yeah. yeah, Set your intention yeah. Eat Trust some medicine.
0: cake. We've got some cake here okay. just by the way because it was Ooh. so cold when I went to the shop today I thought oh no, man, we need some cake So we're gonna have some cake straight after the Fields of Green update Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, you guys rolling. I'm feeling THC levels a bit.
1: Yeah, can we go down?
0: So roll, roll, roll the joint. at Fields of Green um, this week, we've been making quite a lot of progress on the legal front. Unfortunately, I can't give too many details because until certain papers are in, in certain courtrooms, um, we uh, you know we can't disclose too much because one never what knows what happens with these papers being handed into the courts. I was had a nice long conversation today for about an hour and a half with um, Neil from the Hayes Club. Uh, they're waiting for their set-down date in the name of their judge, and they're expecting it to be sometime in September, and um, I'm really proud of that young man. You know, since the first time that we met him, and we met him down in, in Cape Town in, um, in February this year, he's really come a long, a long way, and it's not easy for him, having lost his business, and having to um, make do uh, financially for him and his family, it's very difficult. So he's really developed such a consciousness about cannabis. You know, isn't yes. it nice sometimes, Dale, you've been around with us for years, Joe's been around for longer than I can even remember. <laughs> isn't it nice when you see the young people growing up?
2: Yes. I mean, yes, even you, you're, yes. you're a young
0: We've watched person. you grow up. I'll We've watched you grow up, you know. Yeah. I love to tell the story of how Dale joined, joined the team at, at Fields of Green. Is, I got this, I think it was a text message or something from this young guy who said, um, uh, can I come and help at your store for D-Day? And I said, sure, we never say no to help. Mm-hmm. And it was Dale, and he came and helped, and he's been at every single D-Day mm-hmm. since then. And now he's on the box show, now he's part of the Fields of Green mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice for us oldies mm-hmm. to watch the, the younger people grow up and really come into them into themselves and stand stand in their own power and I can say that Neil from the Hayes club is is certainly one of those people and he's really become an asset to cannabis law reform in South Africa but that's the young people and we we really love I love surrounding myself with lots and lots of young people but this week we also had the very very sad news um, that came in uh, yesterday morning that Frenchy Kenody had passed away. Now, if you're a young person, maybe you don't know who Frenchie Cannoli is. There he is, up on the screen. Isn't that a beautiful face? <laughs> That's Frenchie well, right? I, um, is French, <laughs> as you could say, and uh, he is the legendary, legendary hash maker. Now, we, Jules and I never met Frenchy in person, but it feels like we've met him, because we've met so many people who who were so close to him. The first time we heard his name was through Simon Strain Hunter, and then last March when we were in Barcelona, we met Mila the hash queen, and her and Frenchy are like brother and sister, and it was really great to meet that hash legend, you know, she was in India in the 60s when they were rubbing charas. Jules also spent time up there in Manali rubbing charis. so there's that whole, there's that whole generation where it's, it, those times are past now. Mm. And unfortunately, Frenchy, Frenchy went in for surgery and there was complications, and he passed away on Tuesday night. Mm. So we'd like to send our condolences to Madame Canoli. Um, Frenchy's worked for many years in uh, the south, southwest of France and in northern Spain. Um, and really perfecting various hash-making skills. And if you're interested in that amazing, amazing thing called hash, I really would um, encourage you to go and look at his Instagram feed and go and watch some of his videos. You really, really will learn a lot. When I was in England in the the 90s, you know, all that there was to smoke was hash. Yeah. You know? Mm. And a lot of people that are my age or people who have spent time in the UK know that... I don't know about now, but certainly in years gone by, it's impossible to get wheat flour. Hey, when you were in England, did, yeah. you, did you no, it smoke flour? No, was really, flour? really difficult. Yeah. Difficult and whatever. Mm. And yeah, when she's one of, one of those guys who, who from those days has carried on the tradition of hash, so we're just sending our condolences to his friends and family. And other things that are in the news, Joe suggested to me just before the show that we give out a really nice big shout-out to a media house Mm -hmm. called Cannabis Africa. Now, Charles has been speaking to both Brett, who's the publisher, Brett Hilton Barber, and Romanus Borain, who is the main uh, journalist. And um, we've got Charles on the blower on the other side just to tell us how this relationship with Cannabis uh, Africa has, uh, has panned out over the last few months. Charles, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, Charles, tell us about your meeting with Brett and Romanos and how we're developing this working relationship with them.
3: You know, I notice um, their stories because I have something that they call a news crawler that goes on the internet and brings me uh, news uh, with keywords for DASA and cannabis and, and you know uh, the field that we're in. And their stories kept on coming up and uh, in the end, I had to make contact and I send them a mail and we set up a, a Zoom meeting. And uh, they turned out to be really nice people, you know. Uh, it's good to have a, a media company that's got a cannabis focus. Mm-hmm. There aren't many of them around. This is about the only one that I, I think we have in this country and uh, the mainstream media don't always approach cannabis from the right angle and uh, they seem to do exactly that and they've kind of uh, slotted in quite nicely next to the content that feels of, of green that, that we publish at feels of green from time to time so it's good to have some somebody else running next to you in the race you know
0: exactly because you know um especially in the last sort of six months or so it's been very difficult for the fields of green team to keep up with the with Mm. the content because it takes approximately three hours to write a blog blog post but that's if you're writing blog blog posts every few days you know but if your term to to turn to write the post only comes in another three weeks, you're going to take four hours to write that blog post because it's not something that you're doing every day. I'm sure, Charles, you would agree with me there.
3: Yeah, you get into a rhythm if you write often now. No. Um, at Cannabis Africa, I can't even keep up with all that content. Uh, I have to remind myself to go and check every day because they, they tend to publish stuff at least twice a week and then it's not one mm. story, it's three or four or five at a time. And uh, they've been doing this quietly in the background for a while. So if you go on their website, there's a massive backlog of really good content, yes. which they seem to shuffle up quite nicely. I bump into good stories from time to time that I didn't notice before. So they kind of you know, uh, change the menu every time you visit so you see something else. So yeah, it's a good site to visit if you feel like some good reading uh i haven't picked up too many skewed opinions you know Um, cannabis is a very difficult subject to approach and one has to have a full spectrum view of all the issues around the plant and they seem to to really uh, get it quite right
1: they have been my go-to for sourcing when we're doing sourcing information for the show um this evening all three stories um my information i've sourced from cannabis africa because they've got the best information So, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for them because it's nice to have some quality cannabis content, relevant, it's like- Yeah, you know, they've even managed
3: to squeeze in an interview with Tito Mbaweni. Exactly. Something that uh, the mainstream media haven't been able to do. All they have had is like a little picture of his uh, weed plant that leaked onto Twitter, you know? They haven't spoken to the man, but Cannabis Africa, they have.
1: Yeah, they were very quick too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was really excited because um, in, the, in the 1980s, I lived in Yeovil. And um, there was lots of, I used to hang out with a ho- lots of journals and media people and, and that. And I remember Brett Hilton Barber from then. And, you know, I was just sort of like a young student in those days, and uh, he sent me an email asking about something the other day, and I sent an email back and said to him, you know, um, we used to hang out in Yeovil, sort of, sort of, in those days. He says, yeah, no, I remember you and your friend Susie and whatever, whatever.
2: (laughs) So he's a really,
0: really seasoned journalist. Mm -hmm. Um, He comes from a long line of... Journalists stroked activist um, people in his, in his family. So I think that that's also one of the reasons why we, we're seeing mature mm. reporting from them. And it really is the first time that we've seen that. Now we're not talking about cannabis culture pub- publications like no. Seven Leaf, who we mm. must catch up with Sam exactly. sometime soon. You know, we're talking about a media house that is pumping out that content. Mm. And sometimes we feel at Fields of Green we're a little bit alone in that in that space in terms of serious content.
1: So we're very pleased to be partnering with
0: them, aren't we? Yeah.
1: Yes. Very much so. Maybe yes. they should um, help Chiba write the journalist's guide to writing um about cannabis what a good idea i know the, re- the, Trenton, journalists you the journalists in south africa need to learn how to write about cannabis i'm tired of hearing about the difference between dacha and medicinal cannabis it's all the same yeah. plant but anyway so we we love cannabisafrica.com thank you guys for insisting
3: yeah the subject has a bottomless spit and one of the stories they published recently was on the uh, uh, did they say biopiracy of cannabis? You know, there's this danger that they could come and uh, uh, you know uh, remove our strains by planting too many yeah. foreign cultivars that, that poison our local gene pool. Well, this is so actually I think our second of the story for you guys tonight. are discussing. That, that, yeah, that's yeah, our so. second
1: story for tonight as we're talking <laughs> about the biopiracy.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've not seen uh, uh, any stories on that subject no, before, right. you know. I Green have maybe touched on it, but um, this is the first time in recent months anyway that I see anything on the subject. And it's a fascinating yeah. subject and an important one, I, I believe.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, a very, really very is.
0: important one. I think that um, uh, Russ Yellow, Warren, is going to be joining us just a little bit later to, to speak about that. Anyway, I've said enough for now, and we're going to do CBDNN.
1: Okay, so our first story for this evening is, um, we're going to be talking about this um, Burgud. how do you you think you pronounce it? B-I-R-G-U-I-D-S, Burgud's industry report for cannabis in southern Africa. So they've taken six countries in southern Africa and they've done a whole bunch of research uh, they did it last year and they've done it again this year uh, I didn't come across it last year I've only come across it now
0: It sounds like Prohibition Partners, remember their African yeah. Cannabis it's Report cool. uh. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But these guys we've been looking into forecasting sort of market values and it, it, they actually when I first saw it I was like oh they think they've spoken to the people we haven't heard yeah. they didn't ask us any questions but why, why would they we're trying to change the laws they're looking it into the market they're and looking the industry into the yeah. And the industry Any publication
0: that comes out is good.
1: Any publication, all research is good research. Yeah, <laughs> back to that research thing,
0: you know. But even if it is showing up, show, holding up a mirror to something that, that really is overselling the plant, like the, like the prohibition partners report that came out in twenty nineteen. But mm. these guys, we've been sort of looking around, uh, what they're doing and. Joe's contacted
1: them. Well, I've reached out to them to see if they could explain to us in well, um, sort of layman's terms. Bring the whole big, huge, big paper. Yeah, but just stop everything. there,
0: Luian. Just stop there.
1: Yeah. yeah. By so, now. Because yeah. their, their full report of however many pages, and I'm sure it's incredibly intense, and it's really good for investors and people who have got the money for it, is 15,000 rand. Um, so, like... Me, Joe, on the street wouldn't be able to afford that. Um, if you want to get uh, an analysis of just like of the six regional cover- uh, the countries in general, and that's without going into the specifics of each country, that report is 7,500 Rand. Um, if you'd like your South African cannabis forecast, uh, and this is a forecast from 2021 right through to 2025, with rationale, key discussion points for cannabis and entrepreneurs and investors. Uh, that's two and a half thousand rand.
0: Well, I think we'll get the guys from um, CTA,
1: hey. Cannabis Trade
0: Association. Yeah. They can pay for it and then they can share it with us and then we can discuss well, it. Them, them. We can open so. up a
1: dialogue with them because yeah. I would like yeah. to find out from them, like, well, how do you do this kind of research? It's fascinating to me. How do you do this kind of research? Who did they speak to? Who commissioned the research? Mm-hmm. Who's paid for it? Or is was it their own idea because they're charging for each report? For the rest of the countries which are Lesotho, Zimbabwe, Malawi, and Eswatini, it's one and a half thousand rand for those. And, and Zambia. Uh, and Zambia. Sorry, you're right. Um, I wanted to just get down to where they get to um, what it includes and why you would be buying this report because obviously it's not the kind of yeah. thing that like men on the street is really going to go into. But there are people who are looking into investing, international investors, local investors. So um, this report includes current developments on the regional cannabis industry post-COVID-19 pandemic. There's updated market analysis from 2016 through to 2020. Uh, There's value chain review, review of market dynamics, five-year forecasts of market trends and market growth through to 2025. Um, an overview of key projects across each of the profiled market and conclusions and recommendations to be implemented during the forecast period. Um, Why they think that you should buy this report? It's an updated analysis of South Africa's cannabis industry and key southern African states. It's a review of key industry trends, opportunities and challenges. Um, It's to inform business strategy and market development. It's to inform sales and supply strategies. To inform industry partnerships and collaborations, and to inform investment decisions, they they do believe that all of this can only be done um, through where did it go? Through government support, from a research entry barrier removal, and a downstream point. opportunity facilitation. These guys are very pro entry barrier removal. They would like to see this this um, yeah, this market. Up. Yeah, so maybe we maybe they do get back to me through the week. I only found out about this this morning, so I reached out a bit late. Um, I don't think this is a bad thing. I think no, this quite interesting. No, I don't think it's a bad thing. But, well, you know, we're, we're always see on, what's on the, the defensive
0: yes, <laughs> with the overselling thing, mm. you know. Mm. But it's a great world out, of there, out there, and then there's room for... There's room for everybody, yeah. you know. It's a big, their website is full of, it's uh, a big space.
1: So. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it more. The more information is better because yeah. then we can evaluate that. Evaluate. Let's hope they get back to us.
1: Let's hope they get back to let's us because
3: I'm they very, it's like very all key. about the commodity side of it. Yeah, it's all yeah. about stocks and
1: yeah, it's fascinating.
3: Um, unlocking cannabis economies and things. So it's it's good to see that there's
1: someone else looking from that point of view. The business side yeah. of things. Yeah. 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 From the outside in, almost. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Oh well that's great, let's hope they get back to us. Yep, yep. Um, And now we just touched on it and Dale is going to tell us a little bit more about what we found out about biopiracy and why is it an issue? Yes,
2: protecting our land races, the the culture of our local cannabis from biopiracy. Now biopiracy is the practice of commercially exploiting natural occurring biochemical or genetic material, especially by obtaining patents That restrict its future use while failing to pay the compensation to the community from where the genetics come from so we look at the example of uh, Durban poison which has allegedly been um, patented by a a European market and that means that breeders in South Africa cannot use anything like it ever again and phasing out its true genetic my first
3: question, how can you grow Durban poison if you're not in Durban? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Same with Thai stick. You (coughs) can't grow Thai stick anywhere else except for Asia.
2: And there is no system in place to even begin protecting land races. One problem is that there is no system for high THC land races to be classified in the Department of Agriculture, Rural Development and Land Affairs within the National Seed Registry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So as the National Master Plan points out, there is currently no formal seed supply for the cannabis due to the fact that the that it is treated as an illegal commodity. Seed is currently obtained via informal markets and network. This creates a regulatory challenge um, in the quality of seeds that are traded. So in other it words, people we've are all bought duds that you know. don't germinate, haven't mm-hmm. we? We have yeah. by a kilo of it. Yeah, so low low germination percentages and so on. But that's other than the fact that these are also genetics coming out of Europe, for example. And um, this has been happening for a long time. Even in gorilla grows back in the day in in Swaziland and Lesotho people used to, for example, get RQA seeds and go out into the bush and grow a bunch of feminized plants Hmm. that they don't realize gets um, cross-pollinated. Or, or maybe they grow males or Hermes and that yeah. gets cross-pollinated with our land races, mm. yeah. And then you'll, you'll no longer see your original Swazis, even the stuff you're buying at the taxi ranks now. Yeah. You won't find Swazi ever again. Mm. But it's now let me, today,
0: let me tell you something interesting that I've learned along the way. And um, I learned this from the late, great Franco, who's up there hashing and dabbing with yeah. jewels and Frenchy mm. um, is, is Franco explained to us that it takes approximately three years of those p- wild plants to just be left wild before the genetics of the land race come up to the full again so I think the biopiracy thing is more of a a corporate capture type Mm. issue Mm. rather Mm. than something that, oh, we're going to lose those land races. Mm, Because Franco, you know, being a strain hunter, and and Simon has also told us a lot about this, and I've spoken to Arian about it as well, is they saw it over and over again, particularly in places like India. You know, the hippies had come in, they'd grown all of their whatever specialized strain, they'd left, Mm-hmm. And two, three, four years later, poof! There comes the landrace looking exactly the same and whatever. Yeah. So we're not worried about that. We're worried about people making money off money our
1: trying of yeah. do the profile, the profile thing, and going, okay, we own the rights to this exact sort of profile. <sighs> that's that's, Hard, that's yeah.
2: so that Hard. they could use it to to breed other strains. And no one else in their competitive market yeah. can use that as well to breed. But their yeah. parts. Monsanto move, DuPont yeah. moves, yeah. So.
0: yeah. So it's very it's it's very complex because it's also this issue of appellations of origin. Yeah. It's also something that that we've only really been learning about over the last few years. So it's mm. like you can't call it port if it's not from Portugal. You can't call it champagne if it's not from the Champagne so. region in France. So you can't call it Durban poison if it's not from Durban. And no. plus, it's not called Durban anymore. It's Etikwini. Yeah. So exactly. what are we going to do about that? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But we are that Next week's poll. But there's many more. There's,
2: there's your Roy Bards. And there's, yeah. there's so many more, guys, that, that people yeah. have actually forgotten about. When last yeah. did you even smoke anything yeah. close to what... What was rooibot or Durban Poison, you know? Well, mm. I
0: I ordered some um, seeds from our dear brothers and sisters at Green Smoke Room, some autos just to go over winter just for fun. And in that, they threw in three um, three free rooibot seeds. And I thought I could warm my heart. and We haven't got mm. any rooibot for a little while. And it's a really nice strain, really hardy, good yielder, great for medicine. So... There isn't really an answer to this thing of biopiracy, but we can say to those people who've got all the money, and those people like in the last article with all of their projections and billions and squillions, we can say to them, you know, just step away. Go make your own strains yeah. in your... Yeah, in I your think there is a solution. No.
2: I think you could stop your multinationals from buying um, those genetics. You definitely could. Patenting them yes. or them By showing that we them. have plenty of no. research that mentions Durban poisons and rooibots from back in the day. Show them that we've already we've already discovered these genetics mm. and that you can't patent it. It's exactly. not yours. Mm. Yep. But then
0: how do you... The thing is you've got to get hold of those... Biogeneticists research, so
1: yeah. so yeah, so research comes in identified yeah yeah
0: research comes but there's lots of clever people out there mm. i'm sure it's going to it out for us <laughs> busy with it in israel
1: yeah strong mm. strongly yeah at least there've been a lot of research since the 70s
2: yeah exactly that Mm. Okay, y'all, let us know what you think in the comments as well. I think it's open for discussion, guys. And and please please don't forget to
1: vote in the poll and like, share,
2: subscribe. it is something that we could look at trying to protect in the future, maybe, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, there's enough clever people in the world to work it out. For sure. For sure. So, um... Oh, Wimschlang, if we can get Warren on the blower, if he's standing by. Oh, there you go. There's the beautiful brother. uh, us? (laughs) Morning! So, as we mentioned earlier, we are talking... Koi sand tonight, and it's koi and sand, it's not the two together, okay? And who better to discuss this this subject with us than uh, our brother from Koi Dank, who seems to be
1: well oiled to join this show? <laughs> yes! Uh, so, Joe, what are we to be speaking to? So, Dale's in charge of, of the, uh, the. Yeah,
2: there so was. koi protesters to grow greenhouse daca on the lawns of the union buildings. <laughs> Khoisan protesters have been (coughs) squatting on the lawns for just over two years, actually. Nearly three now. There are a small group of people who occupy the lawns, um, and as of recently, in April 21, erected their first greenhouse, which has been spotted growing a few dacha plants. Now, as you can see in the images, the one problem that um, authorities, or mainly the DA, have a problem with is that... um, Mr... What does he call himself? King. 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 Yes, okay. Mr. King Koi, S-A. He likes to walk around naked, so that offends a couple of people.
0: <laughs> Especially in Pretoria, you know, it's still quite conservative.
2: Yeah. No, I think this, this story is important to bring up. Culturally, you can tell, like many of us who have cannabis as part of our living culture, it's important for their culture as well. And as part of their demands in recognising their culture in our government, um, their language and their people, mm. um, also the acceptance of them growing their their plants that they use for medicine. I just find it fascinating, I would like, just curious to
1: find out if, if the cops are going to come in and bash down their, their cannabis. Growing weed on the gardens on the lawns of the union building, that's just...
0: Maybe they've made it must space.
2: So classic. It is. Legendary. It's legendary. It's absolutely legendary. We yes. stand
0: by these guys. It's the best civil disobedience yes. that's going we stand on under our noses. It's awesome. liberating.
2: In actually. the garden of the parliament.
0: Yeah. So Warren, what you got to say,
4: brother? Yeah. Yes. No. Good evening, good people. I revives to you. Hope you lack a warm day.
2: Yeah.
4: It's very cold down here in the Eastern Cape on the coast, but we are keeping warm and dank. Um Yeah, it's a very interesting topic you guys are talking about tonight, you know, about the biopiracy as well as Koi um, and indigenous people and the kind of the two talk to each other because, you know, if you look at indigenous uh, cannabis, indigenous strains, genetics, and how important it is to protect these land races, um, many companies without mentioning them, have, have come here, have claimed these genetics and you'll find South African and African genetics all over the world um, and it's a bit of a pity and a shame that our people down in the ground that have preserved these genetics through prohibition, through prejudice, through police harassment, um, they have still maintained and preserved these genetics. So when you talk about biopiracy, it really strikes a chord with me as, as, as I would say an indigenous people's activist that looks at the effect of, of of the modernization of the globalization on indigenous growers and indigenous people. Because the, the techniques in which we grow cannabis and, and how we look at not only the genetics of cannabis, um, but what we call the epigenetics of cannabis, the, the, the environmental factors that affect the development of these genetics. Um, and I talk from a point of science, um, not just from a point of opinion. I had a very good chat with a professor yesterday and he explained a lot of things to me about how when, when, when so-called geneticists breed lower THC cannabis or lower CBD cannabis, you're actually diluting the, gen- the gene pool yes. and you're actually creating an inferior product um, yes. which has an effect on, on the greater uh, development and gene dynamics so that the biopiracy is something that we really need to be aware of and take note of what's going on in our in our cannabis community and industry and i wish that government would take it more seriously um, because because i you know like like you say durban poison uh transky you know you, those names are so renowned um, um they are so renowned with our indigenous um, genetics our indigenous uh, uh, um I would say identity. Um, so that also talks to what, what is happening in, in in at the Union buildings with the, the Khoisan brothers and the Khoisan community and the stance that they are making. It, it talks volumes about that this this land belongs to the indigenous people and a group of that is the Khoi and the Sun. Mm-hmm. So and we as Khoi and Sun, because I have, have heritage in that. Um, we believe in the indigenous use of cannabis and that it should be part of your your herb garden. So the fact that they are going to the union buildings and kind of uh, claiming land on that building from those that claim land from them and growing cannabis is a sign of liberation. It's a sign of, f- of fire. It's it's. I think Jules would be smiling now to see that, you know. Um, So I really commend my brothers down there at the Pretoria (laughs) Union Buildings. Fire, more fire, yeah. Hey, by the office. We come to, yeah, man. You (laughs) know, and and, yeah, and I'm glad that they're growing um, and it's open and it. And the great thing is that the police seems that they. They're so going to have to tolerate this because it's a, it's a, it's we have a right to protest. So this is kind of like yep. an indigenous people's protest. Yeah. So it's actually it's a, protest, it's a developing yeah. story. Yeah. We might have to I take a uh, bit of a field trip one day, hey?
0: I think so. I think so. I think we're going Can to send. Buttons. I think we're going to send some people out to just go and uh, meet the people sometime sometime soon and set something up and then we'll do a little outside broadcast from the Union buildings. I mean, wouldn't that be be great? But, you know, I think when it comes to um, both the biopiracy and the protection of our land races and the protection of our First Nations people, (coughs) I think that we also need to be quite positive, apart from the fact that there's lots of very, very clever people out there working on the cannabis plant, you know, more research needs to be done. We have got a heritage in... In, since we've had democracy in in South Africa of big court cases that have been won. Look what happened with Skeletium. If no, anybody knows yes. what happened with Skeletium <laughs> is that the um, the people of the of the Northern Cape won their won their case oh. and Skeletium can't be used without those communities getting getting some sort of a royalty. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen it with Rooibos Tea yeah. and with Buchu Um, So I think with the cannabis plant, the fact that this conversation, it's not only starting now, Mm. This conversation has been going on
1: for, for as long as as I've certainly as long as I've been an activist, you yes, know. Exactly, and the structure exists. If they're doing it for other communities yeah. with other plants, they can't say, "Oh, but now we've got to figure out how." The structure yeah. exists, thanks. Yeah. Just and apply it. And we've got it.
0: we've got amazing. Um, also, our fellow non profits in South Africa. I'm just thinking of the African Centre for Biodiversity, mm. in in Stellenbosch. And Julian and I met, went and visited them a few years ago, and it was a very very interesting meeting and the people are doing great work and also now at the united nations now that we have had the cannabis rescheduling is over um at least for the for the moment and we're moving more into this traditional use particularly traditional medicine because that's the way that they work at the un through the medicine um, i think that this stuff is going to come more and more to the fore And I think that South Africa can lead the way when it comes to it, because we already have a few of our local um, government people that are not too well known, who are working at this level with all sorts of plants and all sorts of cultural heritage, down to things like Indebelli painting you know, suddenly some designer in New York has got an outfit walking on the catwalk with Ndebele printing on it and uh-uh-uh-uh, no, you know if you're not, if you're not acknowledging where yes. that print yeah. comes from yeah. you, are, that is cultural appropriation, yeah. isn't it? No, it's biting, biting off
4: the culture.
0: I don't know, don't you think it's cultural appropriation, Russ?
4: Yes. Yeah, you know, to a certain extent, you know, that um. We cannabis is appropriated by so many, so we we would understand that people would love South African and African cannabis, and and good answer. I, yeah. I, I I just feel that, you know, I just feel that that like the broader community, the international community owes it to owes it to our terpenes, owes it to our genetics. You know, they and and I think to a certain extent there is a social responsibility on on these. Um, so-called companies that have benefited from this appropriation of our genetics you know that that are core to, to to the development of of the broader strains in genetics so for me I feel that we are are, are starting the right conversation we, we, we we're not where we're supposed to be prohibition especially in South Africa has, has caused us not to allow us to develop our, our land races um, fully. I, I speak to a lot of indigenous growers um, that that travel through these networks and they say prohibition has caused them to harvest early. Seed production hasn't been, um, they haven't been the ability to pick the best plant, the best pheno. So the, the the consciousness and the science of breeding hasn't been applied because prohibition has restricted that. So. If, 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 if the cops and government can just back off and allow, and like Jules said, can just unleash this plant and allow it to develop, yes. I think it will be a great thing for, for African genetics in general. So, yeah, continue the work. Keep the fire burning. <laughs> great.
0: Thanks so much. We're going to have to be moving on. It's great to see you. And uh, tomorrow in two weeks, we're going to be heading down to the coast for the cannabis, and then i'm going to be traveling back up via via east london and keats kids beach and pe and i'm um, going to be visiting some of our cannabis family al- al- along the way and um and and brother warren and his 420 uh cannabis socials um in in East London. So really looking forward to that, really looking forward to the Garden Root Canna Cup. We've booked our accommodation, Um, everything's rocking and rolling on that side and we're going to be doing a live hotbox transmission from down in Plattenburg Bay. Um, that uh, first weekend of, of August. So that's going to be great fun. And now we have to keep moving on because of the curfew, curfew. and the curfew, yeah, and the, the crew have to get home and it's freezing cold. So let's have a look at what's on Instagram for tonight. Okay. Boom, Schlang's busy lining that up. Oh, that's great. We're going to fly through them quickly. Okay. Oh, that that last one is beautiful. Oh, okay, oh, wow. interesting. A bonsai. Ooh,
2: ooh.
0: Dag gardens. are oh, pretty. Oh, that is gorgeous. Oh lovely winter colours. Charles puffs, we haven't seen you for a while.
1: Oh, oh Tipsy Cola. Mm. Sure. I love that. that thing. That's like bonsai vibes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's very no, that's very uh, interesting, the one with the big leaf behind us.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I'm going to have to rush this a bit, but I think the minute that I saw that the two small leaves and the one big leaf, let's just go through them again. This one, Thank Gardens. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, Dake Gardens. In our slightly rushed, I'm sorry, Instamagram uh, tonight, but please keep your photographs coming. Um, uh, on, our, on Instagram, on Facebook as long as you uh, put the hashtag hotbox show. that's all you need to do and we will sift through them and we'll choose the five finalists every week and then back to our poll so we've been speaking about research and biopiracy and land races and all of that so do we really need more research in the field of DACA and for sure 62 percent analysis paralysis 0 percent and then overgrow the government 38 percent wow
1: what a nice, nice that's a pretty thing problem. so nobody
0: thinks that we don't need any more research mm.
1: yeah, yeah no definitely we need more. we
0: don't need more research to be an excuse for stopping the progress Something. on the I other mean, side can we can let overgrow- people
1: out of jail yeah. while we do some research yeah. and we can also stop putting people in jail while we do some At research least. we highly exactly. encourage research Yeah. Into police corruption as well, but still... Exactly,
4: exactly.
0: So thank you to those people that uh, voted in the poll. And uh, we'll try and keep these polls coming. Uh, Every week we think, oh, what are we going to do? And then somebody smokes just the right strain and they come up with an interesting poll that (laughs) has to do with our themes. And as always, um, if there is anything that you would like to... uh, Show, be shown featured on the hot box show please let us know there's dozens always. and dozens of different ways of, of getting hold of us but the best way is on our website. If there's a there's a contact form on our website you can send us a, a, a little contact form or you can always give Charles a ring on our office number if particularly if there's a, an emergency and you want you need to get hold of us in a hurry. Uh, and as always fields of Green's website is an absolute. Um, encyclopedia of stuff that's going on in cannabis in South Africa and, and Southern Africa, so please be sure to go there um, and have a little dig around you know, we've it's grown so much over the years that some of the stuff is a little bit buried, but why don't you go now when the weather's really cold, go and have a surf around the Fields of Green website and while you're there, go and have a look at our affiliates page because, as always, we'd like to thank those people who support us and please support those who support Fields of Green for All because without that, we wouldn't be coming to you live on this freezing cold yeah. night here in Johannesburg, South Africa.
1: But to, between so, them and the Green Network, they make sure we've got data.
0: Yes, exactly. You know, the, the data doesn't come free. So thank you to our affiliates. And what are you saying in closing down? No, you're right.
1: I want you to stay safe and keep warm and choose happy. And I want you to light one up for Jules. See you next week.